Welcome to the Salon Owners Collective Podcast. Each week on the podcast, you'll hear stories and tactics from experts and influencers who will provide you with actionable steps to transform your business and your life. I'm your host, Larissa McClemon, and I help salon owners move from stress and overwhelm to lead a life of freedom and profit by implementing a strategic framework to grow and scale their business. So wherever you are in the world, I want to officially invite you to join me in this episode and make an important step in your journey towards more freedom and more profit. It's an industry crisis and I really want to talk about it. All I have to say is one word and you'll instantly know what I'm talking about. That's right. I'm talking about team. There's a team crisis. I hear so many salon owners saying how things have changed in recent years, especially when it comes to this issue. Don't get me wrong. Things are forever changing in this industry. But did you know that when I owned a salon so many years ago, when I first opened, people were saying the same thing. So newsflash, there has always been a team crisis. I think it's an industry crisis. So it's time we stepped up and we tackled it once and for all. Now, whether it's struggling to find team members or dealing with team members leaving, I see salon owners every day who are facing the side effects of being a human-based industry. So that's why I wanted to invite someone to come and talk about just this. Today's guest, Yoros is an award-winning salon owner who seems to have truly discovered the secret to growing and keeping a rockstar team. Now, Yoros is going to share with us some secrets to future-proof your business with a team that won't leave and how you can do it too. Now, before we jump in and begin, just want to let you know that for about the first seven minutes, the audio is not so great, but hang in there. We do sort it out and we continue on. So I just wanted to warn you in advance, it won't be for long. All right, enjoy this episode. So pleased to have you on the Salon Owners Collective Podcast, Yoros. Very happy to have you here. It's been a long time coming. Um, So why don't we start with where are you in the world? What do you do? And how did you get to be doing that? Hello, hello. Yeah, very good coming. Um, uh, So lovely to have you uh, in this show. Uh, Thank you very much. Yes, I guess uh, started quite early stage in my career. I was sort of uh, 16, 14 to 16 years old. Led back uh, back in Europe, uh, in my hometown, Slovenia, um, just you know, earning some money to to get myself by and buy myself a limousine. That's the, that's the whole idea at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, my mom's got a salon, um, had a salon for quite some time, and I was um, getting all my career through a salon. And, uh, as soon as I finished, I moved to uh, Italy and the UK, um, USA, New Zealand, and I'm here in Australia. And uh, about 10 years ago, roughly around 10 years ago, we opened our own salon uh, with my partner, my wife, and business partner, uh, Moitza, uh, called Kinky Curly Straight Salon. And um, yeah, it's been a, a, a great ride, great journey for all of us. Uh, you've had a really great ride uh, of recent years with uh, a few awards under your belt. And uh, I'm really intrigued to hear your story and what it's taken for you to not only have the success, but then to go on and have award-winning success. And I know for myself, having uh, won both hair and business awards, how it can change and transform um, your business for the 
better. So um, I'm keen to know some of those successes. But let's start with what was the most recent award and what are some of the things that you have won? Um, tell us, what is the list of <laughs> trophies that you have? <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yes, we're very fortunate and very grateful to be um, on a forefront in the industry, um, not just in Australia and New Zealand, but also worldwide. Some of the biggest uh, memories of the awards will have to be um, you know, Team of the Year, Best Salon, uh, Business of the Year, Best Salon Design, um, Men's Hydras of the Year, about four or five times, uh, International Hydras of the Year in, in Canada, South Australian Hydras of the Year, and the list goes on and gone. So that would probably be my, if I have to pick, I would say uh, Team of the Year, uh, Salon of the Year. It's very special because it's so uh, much involved, not just on my own, but uh, the whole team, uh, the whole crew behind. Amazing, amazing. So let's talk about team a little bit um, because without a team in this industry, there is no business. Like the, the business is the team, right? And I know it's the biggest heartache and headache often for salon owners to grow and build a team. Um, but to take a team to award-winning status. So tell me a little bit uh, about your team. I know you have a team of eight now, but I really specifically want to ask you two questions. Um, one is around culture and one is around choosing the right person. So let's start with, uh, let's start at the beginning because I think in the interview process or bringing somebody into your business, choosing the right person is the beginning of everything, I, I think. You know, like if we get the person wrong, this is going to be a heartache and headache yeah. forevermore. So talk to me a little bit about what is your process for interviewing and choosing somebody to come into your team? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on. I guess teams are assets and, uh, you know, having the right team on board, um, it can make or break uh, the salon, the team environment. Um, so when we go through the team process, it's, for us, it's super important that we have the right culture and that we find a team member who's got the same vision, uh, same values, if I want to say, um, they share the same values. Um, not necessarily being uh, super strong, what we're looking at in terms of skill-wise, because I believe um, we can train anybody um, or retrain anybody the way we, we want it to be in our salon. So um, but having the right team member is so crucial. Uh, some of the, the key elements when we when we interview the people is um, we have actually three step process to be honest with you. So we started with a phone interview just to see how they're on the phone, um, if they can make a great conversation, uh, energetic, what sort of vibe I'm getting. Um, we have two people on our team building sort of meeting, if you want to call it, uh, interviews. So. Potentially, myself and my wife. Um, so we we know that we're finding the right right person. If this candidate is successful over the phone, then we invite him to our salon for a bit of a um, meeting head to head. That kind of involves a little bit more in in depth questionnaire, such as um, um, what they will do in a certain scenarios um, in the salon. So we'll kind of put him a little bit of a test then to be around 45 minutes to an hour, sometimes even an hour and a half. It uh, feels a little bit <laughs> like interrogation, but it's actually not. It's quite relaxed. Um, but we wanted to, to get the most out of that person who comes in. So 
um, we know if it's um, if it's the right fit. And then if the if the person is super, we're really happy, and they're happy, we invite them to our salon for about three day trial. Um, in that three day trial, they will look more assistant, bring some models in, um, showing uh, what they have, spending time with our team, um, and then we see them afterwards and and, and go through enjoy the salon, how we um, felt they perform in the salon, um, and also get my um, my team feedback as well. So it's kind of collaborative to see if they have a good vibe for the team, if they have anything to say. Because end of the line, we all working together, and most of the time, most of the life is spent uh, in the salon. So that's kind of a little bit of a nutshell, what we do when we have a bit of a, a thought process when we're hiring people. All right, great. I love that three-step process. You have them on the phone, uh, you have an interview in the salon, and then you have them for three days. So my question is, do you pay them for those three days where they come in and work part of the trial? Tell me about that. It's very, uh, it's a good question. Um, generally, we would say yes, um, because we don't want anybody, so we're a bit of a lack, you know, lack of income. And also when they come in, they will give them some clients to do, or they bring some models. So it would be a very minimum pay. It's not like they're in some sort of kind of, um, but it is their time they spend in the salon, yes. Right, quick question. Um, what would be a red flag for you? What would be a reason in that first interview when you had the phone interview that you would not progress to having the in-salon interview or even in the in-salon interview? What kind of things do you look for to not progress somebody to the next step? Well, um, the, probably the biggest thing is I kind of gauge of what sort of uh, uh, energy I'm getting from the phone from the other person. So if the energy is very low, if it's very short um, uh, answers back, uh, something that is just gives it a bit of a, I wouldn't be, you know, bothered why you're calling me in that kind of variation i don't get a really good feedback uh from the from from the uh, person on the other side that i'll probably most likely wouldn't uh, take the person for the second chance in the salon um i think that for me you know it is on the phone and when they answer with the phone in the salon it is important for them to 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 you know be vibrant be energetic um, so I, that's definitely what I'm looking for as a, some sort of kind of be inspired. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Do you know one that I uh, look for also is someone that really wants to work for me? Do you yeah. know, somebody that's like, oh, how much, how much am I going to get? What are you going to do for me? Is it an immediate no? Yeah. <laughs> I want someone who's like, I want to work for you, who's already who already knows that they want to be part of what we're doing. Um, and I think the responsibility for us is that we share that publicly so people can make an informed decision and, you know, decide, oh, I can't wait till I work for Curly Kinky Straight, do you know? Um, I think that's a huge part of getting the right people on board. Let's switch over to culture now because I think if you get the right people on board, maintaining a culture uh, a positive culture because you can have a negative culture of course yeah. uh, maintaining a positive culture um give us a little bit of an insight to some of the things that you do actively to maintain culture your culture yeah great uh, i think that is ongoing uh, culture it is um a big part of our uh, our business and our success um, when you have the right culture means the uh 
staff is invested in a salon, invested in you, invested in themselves, they will thrive and they really want to be here. So what we tend to do is a couple of times a year, probably every, I would say, I would say every three months to six months, we would um, we will kind of create some sort of, um, um, I'll just try to find the right word, like team building um, day, sometimes even two-day boot camp. Uh, it doesn't need to cost you a lot of money, right? Um, sometimes even ask team, what uh, what should we do for the team building day? Um, could be going to play or going to go-kart or, you know, um, or play like some sort of games, uh, but also linked with um, with a really good experts to share um, their insight and information, how to grow together and doing some sort of exercises um, that it's more mental, that we know each other better, to, to work a bit better, to, to just connect a little bit together better. Not necessarily being friends. You know, I'm not a messy friend. You got to go, okay, you need to be friends to, to work. Uh, it's good to be <laughs> friendly. It's good to, you know, work together and have fun. Um, but friends, is, it's another level. Can sometimes take a little bit of different approach. So um, yeah. just, yeah, I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I love that, that your approach is team building without losing sight of or focus on the fact that we're here in business and we're learning and we're progressing and there's a purpose to what we're doing which is a good segue to uh, my next question which is um, around creating intentional strategy for the business and it's something that you mentioned to me before we hopped on the podcast uh, about how important that has been as, as having a clear step-by-step strategy in place for you and, and your wife to implement so um, and this is something that I work with salon owners to do because I think it's the missing piece that most owners don't have is a clear plan of where they're going and where they're taking things we get so busy in the day by day and all the fires fireballs being thrown at us and we're just dealing with that Um, and instead stopping and creating a really clear plan step-by-step plan so do you want to speak to that a little bit like what is what is what are some of the things that are on your strategic plan uh, that have really made a difference for you to step into the success that you've had yeah no yeah absolutely spot on um culture for us business owners and salon owners it's uh, sorry culture is a strategy my bad um it's super super important it is hard it is hard because like you mentioned we're on the floor we're working and it's day in day out and and then you're dealing with other problems and now we have covid on the go so um strategy it's it's so so broad and for us we have a strategy as a business so that's one first where our business wanted to grow in the next year so we'll plan um, June July uh, which is financial year for the next year June July um, how we progress this year uh, or last year and how are we going next year um, do we need to do we need to pray the prices up do we need to invest in something new where the clients coming from so they're, they're like a business um, strategy which is so much so much involved and then you have a strategy for each team member which is probably really really crucial so um, team member strategy would be to sit down with the team members or every three months i would say is the the least right three months and see what they 
what they want to achieve with their uh, their goals, not just business goals, also their personal goals. Because if they have any goals, then they will thrive, they will work towards their goals. As me, as a business owner, I want to enable them to to grow and to achieve their goals. For instance, they want to buy a car. Great. So what they need to achieve to buy a car they need more money how can i how can i how can i put plans in place to make more money for them and then um, i break them down and say well you're going to get x amount of money extra on top of your pay this will go towards your um um, your money or house or you know wedding plans no matter what it is even a handbag you know, have a staff member that want to buy yourself a really expensive handbag and uh, we put in place that we'll put some bonuses on the side for her when she hits certain targets and and in about three to six months or one year time will she the handbag is going to be ready for her and she just you know and she don't need to worry right. about where it comes from and etc so um so that is another strategy which if you ask me what is the most important, I think that both goes hand to hand. So you can't have one or not the other. Um, but if you need to choose one, I would say start, start with a team because yeah. they will tickle that effect into your business and you'll see the business growth and sustainability with the team, uh, which is which we're facing dramatically at the moment. I mean, the last, last few years at least, um, it's hard to find a team members that will, that will stay and they like to kind of move around and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you have this in place, that strategy, um, and I'm happy to share even more in depth if you like, and it's it's crucial. Yeah, no, I agree. I like that uh, future for progression planning, I think, uh, is undervalued. I think that's when we lose people, when we don't have a clear plan, when we run out of future with them, uh, this is when we lose people. So uh, that's our challenge to stay a step ahead, right? Whatever yeah. it is, the handbag or the car or the house or the baby, <laughs> yes. whatever it might be. Um, do you know, when people can see their lives fitting into yours, that's when you have a good future relationship, right? Yeah, oh, totally. totally. Um, I'm super keen to know uh, you've got eight in your team. There's lots of things going on in your life. New baby on board. Um, will you share with us what does a week or a month in the life of your life look like? Like how often are you on the floor? How often are you working on the business versus in the business? Um, what other side projects and activities are you doing? Like what does life look like for you on any given week? Yeah, yeah, um, it is. Yeah, got a new baby, second one, which uh, kind of put a bit of a spin on the spanner, and uh, uh, we just need to kind of work around it. I guess uh, um, I am. I'm a hairdresser. You know, I'm on the floor, and when I'm in the salon, I am one of the team members. I don't classify myself as a boss or, or as a um, as a sort of manager, but mainly the. Um, and the, the staff member on the floor. So I am on the floor about four days a week. Uh, from next year, I'm sort of stepping out three days a week. Um, for two days a week that I'm not on the floor, at least once, I will focus on the training um, with my junior staff members or senior staff members, as well as uh, meetings with uh, with a team member. So I'll be still in the salon. Um working with the team, helping them, um, listening their their thoughts. Um, taking for a bit of coffee if they have a bit of a lunchtime and just getting some more information, what can we improve, what can we do better, and, and training pretty much. That's a, And then yeah. I have another, um, another day 
yeah, it's got six days a week. <laughs> I have Sundays off. Me. <laughs> but another day that I dedicate for um, either a product company. Um, currently, I'm uh, I'm part of Revlon Professional Creative Team, uh, National Ambassador. So um, they're working with them on um, project planning, uh, education, um, um, development, uh, bit of global uh, and directional uh, Australian brand ambassadors and etc so that's that's sort of how it goes uh family kind of fits in between um all of this work and uh, and as long as everything is kind of happy and you know burned out i think that's the most important part yeah for sure uh salon life is certainly a busy life i love that you're dropping a day with clients next week uh, next year and you're moving into uh, flipping that balance a little bit i think that's very sensible, good for you. Thank so, you. Uh, being a business owner, what is a, a quote or a mantra or something that keeps you focused, keeps you sane, stops you going crazy? Um, will you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have actually two. One is my personal one, and one is for kind of business and uh, kind of always everybody know it. So, uh, one that I kind of live about it is. Um, you don't have to be amazing to start, but you have to start to be amazing. Um, this is just when you when you look when you kind of listen to that and you go like that is so true because many people ask me like you know so amazing and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But you have to start somewhere, and if you don't start, you can't be amazing. And uh, it kind of goes with my next quote, which is kind of my personal one, and I tend to kind of go quite a lot with um, with that quote: "Is always be the hardest working." person in the room so it kind of goes head to head if you work hard if you start and you have that energy in place um, you'll become amazing in any shape or forms right it could be in the floor could be as a business owner could be as a manager could be as a rugby player uh, whatever you do <laughs> just start and don't look back just keep going keep going I like that I kind of I kind of take that as you know, don't wait for everything to be amazing before you are amazing. Yeah. Be amazing first, and then everything else around you will become amazing because you're showing up at yeah. your best at all times. I love it. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Um, something I often ask is what's a book or a podcast or someone that you follow that's been really instrumental in your life that you think all salon owners should listen to or follow themselves? What do you think? Great. Um, I like I like to see outside of of our business. I really I'm very inspired by people around me, surround me. Um, so my personal just recently I read a book of Richard Branson, and uh, it just really blows my mind what sort of businessman he is and how he developed and how he failed and how he picked himself. and And that for me, you know, it's it's super inspiring and that's how I get the energy to kind of go like well you know it is a tough times but well look look at this guy he you know he lost billions and millions and look at him now he's just really good now um and he's even more successful so so looking out of an industry uh anything like a big fan of Michael Jordan I don't know it's just I'm a sport person but uh, love love reading any 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 successful people's stories because it kind of fires me up fires me up and and then I take that approach and just take it to um to to you know personal life or or or, or our business. 
I love that. It's kind of like, um, you know, remembering that people like Richard Branson, they're just people also, you know, and they have wins and they have failures, uh, but they pick themselves up and get going again and be amazing first. Um, I like that. And I think too often we can get down about ourselves and think everybody else has can have success, but it's not for me. But I don't think that's true. We just need to pick ourselves up and be the best that we can be and we can get there too as long as you don't give up. So yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Awesome. Absolutely right. I think you're yeah. spot on. You know, every every everybody's success is slightly different, you know, and it's not sometimes not a money. Sometimes it's the lifestyle is uh, is being healthy and um and and that's a success. So um no whatever sort of trickle you, you just just read and just go for it. And doesn't need to be related to hairdressing, you know, and that's the beauty about it. Um same thing when I do a collection uh and, and all this amazing imagery, I don't I don't think about judges. I don't think about what other people uh, wanted to see. Um, I just, I'm just in my own world. I get inspired by this given moment and I go, well, I'm going to create this one for myself and for my team and get my team involved and my clients. And, and um, if they like it, great, you know, um, most important that we, I like it and my team likes it and we had fun doing it. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Um, and then I, I, I just want to sort of circle back, back around to the awards um, and t- tell me if this experience is the same as it has been for me. Um, entering the awards and the whole process of dedicating some time to the awards process, I think is can be and has been for me transformational in in business itself like that to me was a coaching experience um do you know that was a learning experience to enter awards and you can't win if you're not in so you've got to be in to win but even if you don't win i think the process of the questions having having to pull the thinking together to be able to submit an award is value enough would you agree Oh, 100%, 100%. You're spot on. And you, you did marvelous with your success uh, in, in, in the industry. And I applaud you for that. Um, and one particular um, award that kind of changed our business model when we entered um, first time uh, best salon uh, in Australia, New Zealand, best salon, right? It's involved business, team, performance, um, how we do. And, you know, all these questions and we go like, wow, we haven't even topped this. You know, we're very grateful that we become a finalist for that first year, first time entering, you know, and we're super grateful. We learned so much that we, we said, we're going to enter next year. We're going to change a few things and we're going to be better. And, and we won the last, the next year. And we were the youngest um, salon, a uh, second year running that we won uh, best uh, salon uh, business of the year. And, that's kind of really change our perspective and where we should be and where we should go in the future. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I appreciate the time that you've given. Uh, I'm sure we could talk for hours more uh, on these topics, but uh, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, Stay safe, my friends, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon when we can. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Have a good one. (laughs) Ciao. huge thank you to you Joros for joining me on this episode such a pleasure to chat with you and pick your brain on all of the tips and tricks that have I know have been so useful for you that are listening all right look forward to catching you same time same place next week ciao for now
Thanks for joining me on another episode of the podcast. Tune in every week as I reveal the latest insights and advice on what it takes to truly master your inner salon CEO and master your salon success. Subscribe to the Salon Owners Collective podcast on iTunes or Spotify or visit us online at www.salonownerscollective.com. But make sure to join me in my Facebook group for answers to common questions and much, much more. Thanks for listening and I look forward to tuning in with you again next week.